What's up and welcome to Fortitude in 15 with Sam Panich and Parker Yablon, presented by Elevation Nation. In 15 minutes, we're going to talk about what's going on in the real world and give you some tips and tricks on how to activate mental fortitude and conquer the real world. It's that time, another episode of Elevation Nation, Fortitude and 15, coming to you live-ish from New York City. Back in the Big Apple, got to spend some time with Parker and all the friends and family and coworkers in New York City, which has been beautiful. And I'm really excited to present our topic on Fortitude and 15 this week, which is all about the book I'm reading, which is called 10% Happier by Dan Harris. Highly recommend it. Super cool book on mindfulness that's not uh, obnoxious. So check it out. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we get into it, Parker, happy Fortune 15, man. How are you doing? How are things in your life? I am living, bro. I got this new light, if you can't tell. I mean, if you're listening to this, uh, you definitely can't tell. If you're watching this on YouTube, what's up? Um, Yeah, I got this new light. It's pretty nice. I feel like it was really dark in my room for a while. So this is providing uh, new clarity in uh, my room, both figuratively and literally. But I'm doing well, Sam. Life is uh, busy, busy, busy right now. Elevation Nation, work, just things going on. Not saying it's a bad thing, but, uh, you know, sometimes it's it's stressful. Overwhelming, sometimes man. It's keeping That's me okay. up at night. You know, last two nights, I haven't really gotten much sleep. Just because there, my mind was racing. It's like, oh man, I got this to do. I got this to do. I got this to do. Just a lot to do. And um, you know, it's kind of crazy about that is when you don't get sleep, you feel it the next day. Um, it's thrown off my routine a bit, which is a bit unfortunate. Um, haven't been able to go in the gym before work because I needed to literally try and get extra sleep, get grab another hour of sleep so that I could add to my two hours of sleep the night before. So it's like throwing off my whole day, obviously a trek through the day to get through, uh, feeling really tired. But um, yeah, I'm making it through, making it through. Hopefully I can sleep tonight. (laughs) Well, listen, I think, you know, your lack of sleep and your anxiety and stress combined with a beautiful quote that I read in this book, 10% Happier, the other day is kind of the inspiration behind this episode because everybody goes through these weird hard times where they're feeling like you know like the world is on their backs and and they're stressed more than usual and for many people uh, myself included i tend to overanalyze things now if you're not sure if this applies to you let me paint this scenario you have a big decision coming up you're not sure what you're going to make for that decision yet. Not only do you analyze all your options that you have in that potential decision, but you analyze every minute variation of the decision that you need to make and the potential implications, outcomes, and issues that might arise with each situation. If that sounds like you, you may be someone that overanalyzes, which is okay. A lot of us do it, uh, especially those of us that are type A that like to be in control of situations. Um, I am definitely one of those people who when I 
have ambiguity, I feel out of control and I don't like it. So to overcompensate for that, I overanalyze things. And, you know, when talking to Parker and and not to put you on the spot, P, but like one of the reasons you said you weren't probably sleeping very well is there are a lot of things kind of in your head and a lot of decisions to be made and overwhelming things, which kind of leads us to where we're going with 10% happier. I mean, yeah, it was just like, I feel like I knew that the two days in the middle of the week, we're just going to be super busy. Um, you know, there's some people not working, like there's some people on my team, not like, you know, they're on vacation. And then on top of that, I just had a lot of meetings on the calendar, you know, and I'm like, do I even prioritize this? I, sh- oh, damn, I got to present and this and that. And it's just like little, little things that usually doesn't get me riled up at all. But for some reason, I don't know what it was. I just felt a little bit more riled up, um, about them. And yeah. So I'm curious to go a little bit further into this. How, what do you call it? Would you call it a mental motto? Would you call it a uh, a little toolkit? Uh, what what is it? I yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's maybe a mental motto. I'm not sure if this is what Dan Harris lives by, but I do think this is a coping mechanism and a trick similar to if you guys haven't checked out our episode with therapist Marissa Robinson. Um, she was describing a few different therapy tricks like squeezing an ice cube, which I think is one that Parker does um, to help you in certain situations. This is another kind of trick that you can use and one that really resonated with me. I'm going to elaborate on it a bit um, just to give it a little bit of context. So it's not a direct quote, but essentially Dan is saying he's similar to myself, he's similar to Parker, and that he overanalyzes situations. I think a lot of us can relate to that. And he was talking to you know his meditation guru or a therapist, and they said, you need to ask yourself, does thinking about this matter? And by that, he means, by thinking about this, can I change anything? Can I do anything in this moment right now that thinking about this will help. And if the answer is no, you can't do anything about it in this moment and you're just thinking about it to probably cope or overcompensate for the lack the ambiguity about something that's on your mind, then you need to try to be mindful and in the moment and realize that it's out of your control or you can't deal with it right now in this moment. So for example, if anyone's ever nervous about a big presentation or a meeting that's coming up, you want to ask yourself those questions. Does it matter? Answer for a big meeting is probably yes, it does matter. Okay, so move on to question two. Can you do anything about it right now? And if the answer is yes, I need to practice one more time or I need to tweak some slides, fine. Good thing you thought about it. Go and fix it. But if the answer is nope, I already you know made those slides perfect or I've practiced present- presenting a hundred times, I can't be any more prepared, then you need to have the self-awareness and the mental fortitude to realize that it is your subconscious mind that is going worst case scenario every single time you're thinking about it. It's not your conscious mind that's thinking about it so you fix something or to help you know improve the situation. I like that. I think that makes sense. You know, it's funny. I actually watched a TikTok right before I went to bed last night and I didn't even acknowledge it when I was going through this, these feelings of anxiety. It was about this uh, psychiatrist explaining that your body makeup 
uh, like the chemical makeup of when you feel anxiety or uh, nervousness is the exact same uh, like makeup in your brain as when you are excited. Hmm. And the reason why you have negative feelings against uh, stress or nervousness and not with excitement is because it's the way you're thinking about the moment. So she was saying that when you go into a, a moment or thinking about something that you're going to do the next day or, you know, meet someone you're going to meet, um, think to yourself, hmm, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this because of these reasons. And bringing yourself back, a lot of self-awareness here, and acknowledging that you're nervous and say, what if you can translate that energy into being excited? It's the same biological, neurological, whatever feeling in your brain, but now you're intentionally thinking about it a different way. Maybe that can relinquish some of those nerves and anxiety. Obviously, it's not going to go fully away, um, but I just thought that was really interesting as well. It is. It it truly is. It it goes back to our fight or flight kind of survival instincts, right? It's tough for us to differentiate between anxiety and stressful situations, especially those that don't actually matter as our survival has evolved over the years. So Parker, I don't want to steal your perspective, but I do want to read a quote from the book and from Dan Harris that I think is interesting. Um, And it, it relates to what we were just talking about, this coping mechanism or tool. But Dan says, there's no point in being unhappy about the things you can't change. And there's no point being unhappy about things you can. If you can change it, I love that. don't just sit there and be unhappy about it. Take action. If you can't change it, don't sit there and be unhappy about it. Accept it. If we all lived our lives that. a little bit more like that, accept that things sometimes, unfortunately, are out of our control, but also acknowledge that there's a hell of a lot in our control that we're too lazy to do anything about. And so if you can acknowledge and differentiate between those two different scenarios, we can all be, hopefully, like Dan says, 10% happier. What's the book called? It's called 10% Happier? Yeah. Parker, I'll read you another one because I think you might like this one. Another quote from the book. When you have one foot in the future and the other in the past, you piss on the present. Wait, read that again. When you have one foot in the future and the other in the past, you piss on the present. I mean, yeah, that's pretty true. <laughs> right? A lot of the times we spend our entire days, one. we spend all, uh, as humans, unfortunately, we spend most of our time thinking about what happened, trying to find lessons, regrets, or things that we learned. Or mm-hmm. we take that and we project it out into the future. What could happen? What should happen? What should I do if this, this, this happens? When was the last time we actually were present in the moment and didn't have a foot thinking forward or backwards? Mindfulness and meditation is probably the only time that I can honestly say, this is where I'm thinking about. Even when I'm in a flow state, right? Like playing basketball, shooting hoops, I'm thinking about the next shot. I'm thinking about the next play. Even that's not fully in the present. It's tough to find opportunities to be Exactly here and now. I like that. I don't even need a perspective off that. I mean, that that was fantastic. You are coming to take my my end segment. Pan- Panich's perspective now instead of Parker's. 
But the thing is, is that it's not an alliteration, which means that you're not going to be able to take it. It's still Parker's perspective. Uh, what about Panish's perspective? I'll be coming. Eh, nah, 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 nah. I mean, it's, it's alliteration, trademarked, man. Yeah, trademarked. Trademarked the <laughs> last two minutes of Fortitude and 15 as Parker's perspective. All right, I'm you sorry. I stole your like thunder. 50 plus episodes, and now you're coming in calling it Panish's perspective. That's You want to pay me for Parker's perspective? Seriously. <laughs> you, know, you want to pay for access? I'm giving you a free trial today. Thank there you. There is no membership fee after that. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, I love it. And I appreciate you letting uh, letting us talk a little bit about this book, 10% Happier. Um, it's just one that I'm currently reading right now. It really resonated with me. If you um, are out there trying to find ways to be a little bit more mindful or work on meditation, this to me is a perfect book to transition slowly into it. It's an autobiography of Dan's life and how he used mindfulness and meditation. He was a skeptic at first. He thought it was absurd at first, but... What I challenge Elevation Nation to realize is that just like a muscle, our brain needs to be worked and it needs to be improved. And there are thousands of years of meditation and mindfulness practices out there that people have been using. And unfortunately, we're in this go, go, go world right now where we think that those ideas from the past aren't beneficial. But I challenge you all to take a moment in whatever way works best for you whether it's reading a mindfulness book, whether it's listening to our episode with Sam Levin on mindfulness, whether it's hopping on Headspace and doing a quick meditation, try to not piss on the past. Try not to piss on the present. Try not to piss on the future, but just be in the moment and see what happens. Pretty sure it's impossible to piss in the future and piss in the past. Just saying. But we'll leave it at that. Elevation Nation, it's up to your interpretation. And now I get to take Sam's ending with that Elevation Nation. Until next week, peace. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you aren't already a subscriber, please do subscribe and leave us a review. Follow us on Instagram at ElevationNation underscore IO and on Twitter at ElevateBeGreat. Check us out on the web at www.ElevationNation.io. Special thanks to our producer, Parker Yablon, and our directors of social media and strategy, Alexa Pullman, Daniel Sternberg, Danny Pullman, and Maddie Schloss. Until next week, Elevation Nation.